Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor David Hall, Senior Pastor of LifePoint Church. For more information, visit our website on www.davidhall.com.au. And I want to have a look, number one, number one, because Jesus modelled baptism by being baptised himself. Number one, uh, sorry, Matthew 3, it says here in verse 13, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptised by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need, I need to be baptised by you and you're coming to baptise me. But Jesus answered him and said, permit it to be so now for thus it is fulfilling for us all to fulfil all righteousness. Then he allowed it. And when he had been baptised, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. I just read uh, in preparation for this message, a writer concerning uh, baptism, who, who I don't know, I can't uh, vouch for him or not. His name's Chuck Colson. He writes this and he says, most Westerners take baptism for granted. For many in the world... The act requires immense courage. In countries like Nepal, it once meant imprisonment. For Soviet or Chinese or Eastern Bloc believers, it was like signing their own death warrant. In nations that are Islamic, you can accept Christ. No one cares. In certain parts of India, you can accept Christ, convert from Hinduism, give your heart to Jesus. No one cares. But the minute you're baptized in water... There is something so final about it that that's when a family will reject you for accepting Jesus. There is something in our culture, it's not a big deal because we, we can really do whatever we want here. But in other cultures, this is a major thing. It's a statement of saying, hey, I, I'm literally walking from one life and entering another. And I want to talk more about this. But the first reason uh, we're baptized is Jesus was baptized and we desire to imitate him. Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Paul imitated Jesus and, and we do the, the things that Jesus did. Number one. Number two, Jesus commanded us to be baptized in water. So not only did Jesus do it, but he commanded us to go and do likewise. Matthew 28, if you want to turn there, or you can read along as I read, or just listen as I read verse 18 of Matthew 28. It says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, this is to his disciples, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Can I say right there, that's good news. All authority. Not some authority. You've got all the authority of heaven in the name of Jesus in your life has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Being baptized is a commandment from God. It's not an option, actually. He says you've got to do this. It's, it's an act that God requires of every believer. One of the last things Jesus uh, said when he, when, he, when he was on the planet, he says in Mark 16, he says, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Now, it says, He who does not believe shall be condemned. So he's not saying baptism has saving power. But he who believes and enters an obedient life where baptism's a part of 
there's saving grace and salvation and baptism. Jesus linked so closely with salvation. They are divisible, but he counted as such an important thing that as he ascended, he left a few instructions. He talked about being filled with the Spirit, having authority over the enemy, but he talked about baptism in water as being a massively important thing for mankind to be a part of and do. And maybe you're here tonight and you've gone, should I or shouldn't I? We'll get to the benefits in a minute and the power that's in it. But the truth is, for me, the fact that the Lord Jesus has said, David, you need to be baptized in water. That's actually good enough for me. I want to be not to, not just saved, but I want to be living an obedient, faith-filled life where I do the things God's called me to do. Can I get an amen tonight in the house of God if you, if you believe it? Now, this is a very significant thing because you won't read anywhere in the book of Acts about any significant Christian who wasn't baptized in water as well. Number three... The reason we baptize in water, number three, is baptism is a statement of identification. Just as when, you, when I got married, well, that doesn't look right, does it? Sorry. It's not something I've ever actually done for real. I've thought about it. But th- this ring is a symbol of the fact that I am, I'm married to Donna. This is a symbol of an everlasting covenant. You can tell that I'm a married man. I know, great disappointment fills the room sometimes when you see, I wasn't talking about me, but fair enough, thanks for laughing. You see a man with a wedding band or a woman with a wedding band, if anyone has integrity, they'll look at that and go, that person is married and i got no business messing with that because they belong to somebody else. This ring is a symbol that I belong to Donna and I have to do whatever she says, which I'm not going to lie to you, is quite a lot of things. Now... I say all that to say this, that it's also no different to somebody when they're wearing their military uniform. It is a statement that person is involved in a particular branch of service. Similarly, water baptism is a symbol designed by God to identify a person as a disciple of Christ. But I say that and I say symbol and I use the word carefully because the word symbol might let us just think that this act of obedience is purely symbolic and it's a symbolic gesture. I want to I tell you that it's not just symbolic. It's an act that has great power. It's an act that has a mighty anointing of God upon it. When we get baptized in water, according to the word of God, it's not just a symbolic act. It's a supernatural act. And, and I want to talk about this because we've got to understand that when we actually got saved we were baptized into the body of Christ. At the moment of conversion, when we gave our heart to Jesus, the Bible says in Galatians 3.27, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.13, for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. This is under salvation. So baptism in water is the outward representation of these inward realities. So when we get baptized, it's a, it's a powerful thing. Because there's a few things water represents in Scripture. It represents inner cleansing. It represents rebirth, being born again. And so when we're baptized in water, we are identifying, we are showing in the natural what has happened In the supernatural, we're baptized in water, we're fully immersed, we're changed by the grace of God, washed clean by the goodness 
of God. You know, I heard one person say that water baptism or a baptismal service or the moment of baptism is actually some kind, it's, it's almost a funeral. It's like a funeral where it's not the moment where somebody's left one life to enter eternity. It's the moment where we stay and get the closure and the definitive truth that that has taken place. When you get baptized, it's not the moment where your old man is crucified with Christ and you walk in newness of life. However, the baptismal service is almost your way of saying, or if I was getting baptized tonight, it's my way of saying, hey, the Dave Hall you once knew isn't here anymore. Uh, The Dave Hall that you once knew that was caught up in sin and lost and away from God and bound and held by the shackles of darkness is no longer the Dave Hall that you once knew. You, you, you could you say your goodbyes. He, he doesn't exist anymore. He's in a different place. And, and while we, we might be coming into Christ, we get born again. There is a death, so to speak, of our old self and we walk in newness of life. And so it's not a funeral in the case that we've come to mourn, but it is a moment of closure where we publicly show the world, hey, there has been a graduate. Oh man, I feel that there, there's been a graduation from the old man to the new man. Paul said, my old man, and he wasn't talking about his dad. He said, my old man is crucified with Christ. He says, it's no longer I that lives. I'm sorry I'm shouting, but I'm very excited. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. He says, I'm not my own. I'm no longer my own. I'm bought with a price. I'm I'm purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. And and tonight you're looking at some people who are free by the grace of God. They've been slaves to darkness but now they're walking in newness of life free by the grace of God and when they get in that tank it's not a pretty tank it's it is what it is we we're going to get a new one put in here it's going to be beautiful it's a moment where we celebrate a new life beginning Man, I'm not just saying, Pastor Rick Shelton preached here a little while ago. I, I, I hope you remember and he started talking about, this was last year. He started talking about being born again, yeah. being, being born again. Can, can I tell you, I remember when, when, when the most profound moment of my life was when my wife gave birth to my first son. And it was equally incredible the second time. I can't explain. I thought the second time it won't be, it was not going to be as interesting. In fact, in some ways, the second one was more uh, captivating because the first time you, because Donna had to have a, a C-section. And so what, what I, I remember, you, you go into that room and you're looking at everything. So there's so many things happening and there's doctors, there's movement. But the second time you, you sort of had been there, done that. And so it was a lot easier just to focus on the moment. But I remember watching it and, and the, the anaesthetist is talking to Donna. We're just talking to each other and, and we knew that something was going on on the other side and then at 8.08 on the 8th of the 8th 2013 this, this, this little uh, pegged up blue divider drops down and I see Dr. Hughes holding my boy from upside down and I look at him covered in gunk and, and, and let me tell you something I, I'm a bit of a germaphobe I, I've got more hand sanitizer than you can poke a stick at but when I saw that gross little gunky covered thing. I was like, that's my boy. And and I can tell you, my life's never been the same because he was born. He just born. He's born. Once they're born, you're stuck with them. They're born and there they are. Eat your food and just hijack your life. You don't sleep in him. I've not forgotten the fact that James was born. And then along comes him, Sam, born. Born is significant. 
Wait, you, you, you've all been born? Some of you are like, have, you, you, you've been born. Nicodemus says to Jesus, how do I get to heaven? He says, you've got to be born again. Well, I don't know how to do that again. I can't climb back in my mother's womb. That's what he said. That's what Nicodemus said. But it's a spiritual thing. But the impact that happens at being saved, it's the same impact that should happen when you enter a whole new, you're birthed into a new life. Man, I'm preaching happy to, I'm happy about born again. Born again. This is powerful. This is all. Scripture says, Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we should walk in newness of life. Colossians 2, 12. Buried with him in baptism. So when you're dunked under that water, you're saying, God, I'm buried with you. I know it seems like an unusual concept, but you're partaking with God and with Christ, you're partaking of the most beautiful, most powerful, most historically amazing moment that has ever been, nor ever will be, or ever will be. You're saying, when I get in that tank, I'm saying, God, I, I don't want to just believe in what you've done. I want it in me. I want it around me. I want it to touch my life. And you get up and you rise out of those waters. And, and the Bible says, and you're risen with him through faith. He died with him, death, buried, and r- r- risen again with him. And Bible says here, Colossians 2.12, buried with him in baptism, wherein you also risen with him through faith of the operation of God who has, baptized, who has raised him from the dead. Another thought on baptism is my last thought, number four. Baptism is a fitting response to the saving power of God. In Acts 2.38, the message of Peter, he preaches, repent and be baptized. Verse 41 says, they gladly received his word and they were baptized. Philip was hanging out and leading the Ethiopian eunuch to Christ. And the Bible says that they had much discussion in Acts chapter 8 about the things of God. And the eunuch says, what's hindering me from being baptized? To which Philip replies, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Then they came to a body of water and Philip promptly baptizes him. The first thing the apostle Paul was told to do, Acts 22 tells us, after he was converted, was to be baptized. Statistically, it's documented that Christians who don't follow Jesus in waters of baptism have a much higher rate of stepping back into their old life than those that do. And somebody said it like this. They said, after all, If our walk with God didn't begin with the most basic act of obedience, it's off to a faulty foundation in the first place. Please don't think that I'm putting condemnation on you for not being baptized. I'm just saying if you haven't, obey God. Say, God, I'm in. I'm in. Baptize yourself. Run the bath. Jesus' name, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I don't even know that's biblical, but it sounds good. We'll do it here. I believe passionately in this. Jesus talked about it. Go into all the world. Baptizing people, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May 